like my favorite. favorite Sunday of the year so whew, thank you Great Hill so very uh, very proud of you as a, as a church not only the local aspect of our our, our reach but our national uh, even all the way up uh, to North America in Toronto and then even beyond as uh, Becky mentioned in South Asia among the group that we have been laboring now for uh, since 2013 and to see so many of those people saved and baptized and so y'all just allow me to catch my, uh, you know, I've got my breath, physical breath. I just need to catch my emotional breath, you know, and my spiritual breath. And so this is, um, this is what I live for. So I remember being in uh, India one time and, and the missionaries there saw me so excited and preaching and teaching that one of the the lady missionary literally looked at me and said is God calling you here and I said no but uh, physically to come live here no but uh, I talked to the Lord years and years ago about it if he didn't call me that the least I could do was what we did today okay this is just between me and the Lord that the least I could do is the churches that I serve or the seminaries that I teach or wherever God puts me in a position of leadership that I will do everything I can to ah, it's rough when you cry and you got makeup on it's just a beautiful thing so and the only reason I wear makeup is because it's just the lights and the and the camera and being online so I just I just told the Lord look I will I will go once a year and then I will do everything I can to uh, help get the gospel out and Ashley and I we have this ministry called the Danny Forshee Evangelistic Association, and a lot of the monies we get from that ministry through our podcast and through our, my devotions or through traveling and preaching, we, and Andy Spencer's on our board, he can vouch for this. A lot of the monies we get, we give. We love to give and to support missionaries and, and ministries, many of those that Great Hills supports as well. So I have, I have my notes and all. I'm just gonna have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to kind of how he directs me as I share with you this brief message on Matthew 28, 18 through 20. I want to read the text, make a few comments, and then just share my heart with you a little bit as to some of the things I'm excited about and so grateful to God for. Becky, thank you. We love you. You do a great job. We are so blessed. I'm really blessed to have you. Uh, as we were, as I was coming up here, I think it was Daniel uh, did a little text that said, not not every church has a brilliant valedictorian for its missions director so we do and so we're grateful to God for Becky and and we we thank the Lord for her we thank the Lord for you for what all God is uh, doing I'm just I guess I'm just grateful I think these Tuesday night prayer meetings are, are, are I don't know what they're doing I think they're just stirring my heart and it's making a difference in me making a difference in our church and so um, I'm grateful to God I want to say a thank you to the Lord for blessing our our um, Young adult pastor Daniel Van Cleve, he graduated on Friday from Southwestern. Such a good thing. Daniel, I don't know where you're located. I know you're here. You're usually running the YouTube component. There he is sitting on the, on the middle layer. I appreciate him. So very proud 
of Daniel and the four years it took uh, going to school, studying, working full time. And Cherie knows that he could not do it without you. And so we're grateful for y'all and your ministry here. And so Matthew chapter 28, I'm going to read this text if I can, if I can get through it. And those of you that are online, God bless you. We love you. We know you're scattered all throughout. Many of you would love to be here. I get that. Uh, But because of uh, COVID and the pandemic and your health, we respect that you're there and we love you. Just know that we're including you. We appreciate you and all that we do here. So here's the Great Commission. You know, in five places, the Great Commission is listed in the New Testament. Mark 16, 15, Matthew 28, I love to include verse 18 along with verses 19 and 20. Luke 24, 47 and 48, John 20, 21 and Acts 1, 8. It's when Jesus clearly commands, commissions the church to be about what he wants us to do right before he leaves, right before he departs. They say, you know, if you know that you have the opportunity to uh, verbalize your final words, if you knew that you were about to die, let's say in five minutes, and you had the opportunity to speak, what would you say? And so Jesus knew what he was going to say. He knew he was about to be ascended back to the Father. And so this is what he said. Now think about that. Think about Think about the weight. Think about the, the significance of what he's about to tell you and to me when he said, all authority. Mm. The Greek word is not dunamis, which I thought it would be dunamis, but it's not. Dunamis is just raw power, strength. But exousian is a different Greek word. It is, it's this word that means you have the right to exercise the power and you have the liberty to do what you please. And so Jesus said, all of this has been divested to me. God the Father has given all authority. Now look at the scope of this. In heaven, and all the heavenlies, and on earth beneath. So Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died on the cross for your sins, and he was buried, he arose from the dead, he ascended to the Father, and now he sits enthroned in heaven, He's interceding for you and me in prayer, and he reigns. He said, everything has been given to me, and now here's my commandment to you. It's not the great suggestion, but it is the great commission when he said, now go. Or some translations have, as you are going. It's a participle that's going to, it's an adjectival participle or or an adverbial participle. It's going to modify the main verb. The main verb is make disciples. He said, go or going, make disciples of all the nations, the ethnos, the Greek words, where we get the English word ethnic, and baptize them in the name, not the names. Did y'all catch that? We don't have three gods. We have, we have one God in three persons, right? Not in the names of, but in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them. That's the last uh, adverbial uh, participle modifying the main verb of make disciples. Going, baptizing, and teaching them to observe or to obey everything. Jesus said, this is how you make disciples. You lead them to me, you baptize them, then you teach them. Teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even uh, to the end of the age. Now, for me... As I've always lectured and taught on the Great Commission, it's been a great privilege for me to do so, and I'm so honored and honored to do this today, just to give you a brief synopsis of what the Great Commission is. There are two commandments in the Great Commission. I'm like, why did it take me so long to figure this out, to see this? 
And it was Robbie Galaxy in his book that helped me understand the Greek word where there is literally two commandments in the Great Commission. Well, the first one, we know what that is, right? It is to make disciples. How do we do that? Well, we do what Jesus did and we go. We go and we tell. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. And so as you go and tell people about Jesus, whether that's local, whether that's in your family, or whether that's in our city of Austin, or whether that's in our nation or the nations of the world, the component is go, you have to go. You can't sit still, you have to, you have to influence whoever it is that God wants you to influence. Now for a lot of us, for a lot of you, it'd be your colleagues. All my colleagues are saved, by the way, I'm glad, I'm grateful, all my staff are saved. But yours aren't. Many of you, where you work in your business, where you go to school, many of your neighbors, they don't know the Lord. So God puts them in your path, in my path, so that we would go and what? We would make disciples. And the way you make disciples, there is no discipleship unless there is evangelism, unless we are sharing with them and talking to them and engaging them, praying for them, that they would come to faith in Christ. Then what do you do after they come to faith in Christ? Well, you say, good luck, hope you make it, take care, adios. No, we baptize them. And after we baptize them, and by the way, we've got a couple of people wanting to be baptized, and I love this, but our baptistry's broke, and I don't love that. But the baptistry is broke, but $15,000 later, we fixed it. When I told y'all last week, anything that breaks at Great Hills is huge. It just costs a lot of money. I bet your tub don't cost that much. I bet that your tub breaks, it doesn't cost $15,000 to fix it. But we're doing it, we're working on it. And in a couple of weeks, thank you, Lord, we're gonna be able to obey a key component of the Great Commission. Jesus said, go and make disciples and then dunk them. The way you, they identify with me publicly and the way they share their faith for the very first time, just let all the world know publicly is they are baptized and they are lowered in the water and they're raised up. And I'm telling you, everybody that does it, it is so amazing. They're so, they're so obedient, they're trusting God. Some senior adults, when I see them get baptized, it's like, oh, why did it take me so long? That's my testimony. And I was, really came to faith in Christ in college and it took me a few months, but finally once I did, I was so grateful to God, gave me the opportunity to proclaim my faith. And then what? We teach them. We systematically teach them to obey Jesus' commands. But here's the second commandment. And here it is in verse 20. I want y'all to look at this. This is really fascinating. And lo, I am with you always. The word lo, L-O, is a Greek imperative verb. Did you know that? Lo, some of y'all are just thinking, I just thought he was saying, hey, you know, hello there, how's it going? No, lo, idu in Greek means behold, see, take note of, I give you the commandment, please pay attention to what I'm about to say. Here it is, I'm with you. Isn't that good? I am with you. All authority has been given to me, Jesus said, all strength, power, exousia, the ability to choose and to decide what I want to do. Hey, all of that has been given to me, and guess what? I am with you. I don't know how that makes you feel, but that makes me feel really good because evangelism's hard. <laughs> you know, a lot of times you go to share with people and talk to people, and they, they're like, I'm not interested, or I don't really want you to pray for me, or please don't tell me about your faith. However, I am finding that nine out of 10 times, it's the opposite. Nine out of 10 times, people do say, yes, I want you to pray for me. Or yes, thank you for your invitation to your church. Or yes, go right ahead, you can share the gospel with me. I don't know, have y'all noticed that? And even in Austin, 
Now, I know one or two out of 10 are going to say, don't talk to me, don't pray for me, I'm not interested, but be, let's be real, let's be honest. That is the exception and not the rule. Now, Jennifer, I'm going to share your story. Jennifer Wakefield shared with our staff on um, Monday, we have our staff meeting. One of the components of our staff meeting is we go around the table and we talk about who we witnessed to the previous week. You say, no, you don't. You don't do that. Yes, we do. How dare me stand up here and tell you that you all need to go witness and talk to people about Jesus, and we don't, but we do, and we share the testimonies. And Jennifer and Gary were eating out, and they were eating uh, dinner, and they were in Georgetown, and a young lady was their waitress, and she came up to them and um, began to serve them, and she's six foot two, and Jennifer says, excuse me, but are you a student athlete? And I thought that was a great question. Just ask questions to people and talk to people. And the young lady, she kind of smiles. She goes, well, yes, I did play basketball in high school. And, and Jennifer said, well, that's great. Well, we're about to eat. What's coming next, anybody? How can I pray for you? That is so simple, and yet it's so powerful. And tears welled up in her eyes. You know, the devil would tell you, don't ask that question. She's six foot two. She's going to lay hands on you. It's going to be awful. You're going to die. Don't do that. But Jennifer and Gary were like, how can we pray for you? She began to cry. She began to share. Jennifer said this. She gave her her card, gave her her business card, gave her a personal cell phone number and said, anytime you need a home-cooked meal, anytime you need somebody to pray for you, anytime you need anything, here's my card. Isn't that cool? The next day, she hears from her. This young lady texts Jennifer Look, guys, we all can do this. We can invite people to Great Hills. We can ask, can we pray for you? Can we gossip the gospel, making disciples, baptizing people, teaching people? And look at, look at this. Isn't it cool that Jesus is with us, <laughs> that he comforts us, that he gives us the power to do what he's commanded us to do? I keep talking about power. I keep talking about prayer. Becky, I'm so excited that on Tuesday night, this Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, and Becky's going to help us do this. All of these uh, partners that we have, uh, we're going to pray for them by name. We have 38 partners, 24 of them we support financially. And so on uh, Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, we're going to have cards a lot like this. And we have these available, by the way, out in the Welcome Center. And so I'm about to wrap up. I know it's 12 o'clock, about to wrap up. But as you exit, I really would encourage you to go. Take one of these Great Hills Baptist Church cards and put your prayer request on there. Any prayer that you have, any need that you have, you fill it out, leave it there at the Welcome Center, or you can put it right here in this little basket. We have a basket here on the altar. Drop it in there. We have dozens of people on Tuesday night. They're going to come, and we're going to take every one of them, and we're going to pray over them. We're going to worship the Lord in song and praise, and then we're going to pray for these needs. One of them that, and I think that's why I was a little bit emotional when I was coming up here, I was reading a text from one of our church members. You say you shouldn't read text in church. Well, I did. You never do. I'm sure you don't. Um, and it's, I can't give names and specifics, but I can say this is Mark and Lisa Hall's family, okay? I can say that much, but I can't say who they are because they're serving in, in a very uh, faraway place and a difficult place. And yet, Mark and Lisa's daughter-in-law has gone into labor. Uh, they've tried to stop the labor because the baby's so young, but they can't. Just got the message. They're going to do a cesarean on their daughter-in-law. Now, Mark and Lisa cannot be there, but the little baby's name is M, okay? That's, that's the letter. It starts with M. I remember Mark and I were at this altar 
three Tuesday nights ago, we were just crying out to God, praying to God for this little baby and praying for the mom and praying for the dad. And, and I'm praying for the grandparents. I'm praying for Mark and Lisa. I can't imagine being this far away from... <laughs> from my little sweeties. So Claire... Pops loves you and baby Riley and, and to be that far away from him and then not physically be able to hold him and be there with him. So Mark and Lisa, I don't know if y'all are even here or not. God bless you. We love you. And we're, we're praying. We're praying as a church. And so I encourage you, invite you to come. Tuesday nights, we pray. We just really spend about an hour in prayer to God. It's changing me. It's changing our church. And I think it's going to do, we're going to see God do amazing things as a result of us praying. Now, I've got a page and a half left, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to save it. <laughs> Some of you are like, yes, yes. That means he's not going to say it. That's right. I'm going to save it for my first Sunday in, in January. I'm going to be preaching a lot of this. And so it's a lot of vision. It's a lot of things I'm excited about. And missions and evangelism and church planting and some of the things that I see God doing and just amazing things that God is doing in our church and through our church. And so we'll be sharing some more about this uh, in in a couple of weeks, all right? What a sweet service. I just, uh, I just love, can we do it every Sunday, Becky? No, don't ask Becky. She'd say, yes, every, every Sunday, let's do this. But it is really, uh, and I'll close with this. Um, you know, Great Hills has what we call these core values. And I'm, I know we, we talk about them a lot, but I, I probably should talk about them even more than I do. And our five core values are, are these. Number one, we're committed to preaching and teaching the Bible. That is so important especially in a day and age where the Bible has been uh, undermined or overlooked. We really want to preach and teach and study the Word of God. Number two, we, we want to make disciples. We want people to come to faith in Christ. We want to baptize them, right? And not only that, we want to teach them how they can make disciples. And many of you are doing that. I'm so proud of you, and I'm so grateful to God for a lot of the homes that I see this happening in. And so we want to, we want to build strong marriages and families. That is a core value. Core value number four is to pray. Make sure we pray, pray, and pray some more because unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain uh, who build it. All right, number five is unity, to have unity at Great Hills Baptist Church, and we're praising God and thanking God for all the good things that he's doing. Let's pray together, and we'll have one more song, and then we'll enter into our business meeting in just a couple minutes. If you'll just bow your heads and close your eyes with me, I, I do want to invite you. I want to invite you to pray. I want to invite you to fill out those prayer cards and let us be honored. We will be honored to pray for you. In fact, why don't you come with us? We'll pray together at 7 o'clock. And those of you that are listening online, thank you so much. There'll be an opportunity for you to type in your prayer request on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. And by the way, you may be listening online. Now, everybody here in the house, our, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, except for our band and our praise team. They're getting ready to lead us in a song. But maybe you're out there. And you're listening. Maybe you're in Austin, and maybe you're not. Maybe God is speaking to your heart, and he's drawing you into a relationship with himself. And I invite you, as I invite everybody in this room right here, right now, to surrender your life to Christ. To say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I know that I need you. And so I invite you into my heart. Forgive me of my sins, and I want to follow you. Would you do that today? Maybe right here in the sanctuary, but also right there in your bedroom or around your living room. Before your tablet, your iPhone, your computer, your 
your television screen. You'd say, today is the day. Today, I give my life to Christ. I've surrendered. Lord, I believe I'm trusting in you to be my Savior. Would you do that? And as you do that, would you let us know? If you're online, just, just type in the description box, I gave my life to Christ today, and let us celebrate with you. Or if you want a little more private, you can send us a note at info at ghbc.org. That's it. And just say, I gave my life to Christ. And oh, we would celebrate with you. We would love to hear it. Info at ghbc.org. Our church is continuing to grow and expand and reach so many people online. So we just want you to know we love you. We, we, we consider you a part of our church because you're engaged with us. You're listening in with us. And we want you to know that we love you. We want to minister to you. So let us hear from you, especially those of you that gave your life to Christ. Father, I love you and I'm so grateful. So grateful for Great Hills Baptist Church. I thank you, Lord, for uh, the mission that you've given us, the vision, the calling, the passion. Thank you for the nations that are being touched. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to pray, to go and give. Oh, church family. What an opportunity. What an opportunity to make a difference for the kingdom of God. So Lord, even now as we just sing and as we praise you, I pray that you would inhabit our praise. I pray that as we sing praise to you, that God, the, the things you spoke to us about, they would be solidified, cemented, and that we would just make concrete decisions, Lord, to serve you better, to surrender to you, to some, Lord, for the very first time, to follow you as Savior and Lord, and for some, Lord, to be baptized, hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We give you the sacred few moments here that you would just have your way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. Why don't y'all stand with me as we sing together as a church as Jeff comes and leads us.